Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll it. Hit it downhill. With power, you run it straight downhill. You know where we're coming. And we know where y'all going to be lined up at. Now you just got to stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Peace mode is already inside of The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this Wild Wednesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you with us. Hour number one consisted of, are you an LV hour? The head coach, Kevin Kruger. The head coach, Barry Odom. The basketball and football side. You got to hear from both them, Kevin Kruger and the Rebs. 10-0 and 0 next up Saturday afternoon at the Thomas & Mack Center against the big seven-footers team, USF, coming to town. Will the Rebels be 11 and 0? All right, so Kevin Kruger. And then you got a chance to hear from Barry Odom, the new UNLV head football coach. Great conversation with him. Those interviews and everything up will be up on the website a little bit later on, so make sure that you go to tcmartinshow.com for that. Uh, this hour, all kinds of great stuff. B. Sal, Brian Salmon's going to join us from uh, News 3. Coming up a little bit later on, the fine sports director over there. That'll be uh, wild. And, of course, it's Wednesday. It's wild. So you know what that means. Trevor Maddich joins us. Uh, again, 15, 16, 17, 18 and counting. Emmy Award winner, ESPN College Football. My man, best bets uh, prognosticator. Uh, there's just so many different adjectives and, I guess, intros I can give him. And uh, what? Music enthusiast. Uh, who knows what? What else, Trevor? What else do you want to uh, spur on everybody? I love my wife. The, he does love his wife. I, I, am, I am the happiest husband you ever did see, and that's nothing against you or anybody else. I know the lovely and gracious Gina <laughs> is is fantastic, too, but in my world, Dana is everything. So if you, if you put that at the beginning of it, then I'm in good shape. Wow, look at that. you got to love that. A, a true family man that Trevor Maddich is. Uh, very, very nice. Very nice. Now, we, uh, we've talked about this before, and I'm just going to throw it out there since you, you, you brought up Dana and everything. And I know, you know, Dana likes the B-52s just as much as you do. But, uh, Trevor, now when the offseason comes, and the offseason for you is approaching in another month or so after the NCAA championship game, you have a little more downtime. We got to get you to Vegas, man. You, we got to carve out some time here, uh, sooner than later. I, and I want you to put it on the calendar. You talk to Dana and, uh, we got to, we got to get this going for you, man. Yeah, and I'm wanting to get out there during the time the window that the B-52s are there. Okay, but if uh, but even if we can't, man, Dan and I plan on coming out there and seeing you and Gina, and uh, and saying, hey, I mean, uh, the last time we were out west, we drove around Vegas, but not through it, <laughs> late at night on the way up to Beatty, because from there we did Death Valley, and then from there we moved on, and so we missed you last year, and I. I wish we could have seen you, but this year we're going to make sure that we get there to see you. There we go. That'd be fantastic. Hey, see, you're you're still a, a driver. I mean, you're, you're not oh, talking yeah. about flying. Are you talking about driving from Nashville, no. Tennessee, to Vegas? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I would listen. I would much rather drive than fly, just because when you fly, you're basically a prisoner of that big steel tube in the sky. <laughs> and when you drive, at least you can you can decide when you're going to pull over and stand up and stretch and walk around and stuff like that. And uh, 
you know, at 12 years in the NFL, flying is not the most comfortable thing in the whole wide world. And so I'd rather take my time and drive on out there. Plus, we love the sights. I mean, we love to see what we see. When I was doing all my tours and everything before COVID, and we're going to pick that up again as soon as uh, colleges really kind of are ready for it. But, you know, I would just get on the interstate and, and hit the schools and just go from place to place. But with Dana, she started to come with me, and she wanted to go see the world's largest number two pencil and the world's largest ball of string and, you know, and learn – and. um you know, these the little towns that are like art towns and everybody puts art displays in their own, in their um, front yard and because she's an artist. And so, so we started doing all that and then we got off the beaten path and we started to see the national parks as well as state parks. And for example, I never, I'd been to Moab. I went to BYU, never been to Moab until a few years ago, took Dana there. And that's now her, or it became her favorite, favorite place in the United States until last year where we went to Moab and then we went up to Kanab, Utah. And now Kanab is her favorite place in the United States. And I tell you, the, the most beautiful places that we've seen are the ones that we never intended to go to. For example, we were up in uh, Star Valley, Wyoming, and we wanted to go up through Yellowstone National Park, but it was closed. And so we had to go up to Jackson Hole and take a right and go through Thermopolis, Wyoming, on the way up to Cody to pick up our trip again. And we went through something called the Wind River Valley. Never knew it was there. Never intended to go through it. It was just on the way uh, from Jackson to Cody if you bypass the park. And it is the most beautiful single place I think I've ever driven through. It, I mean, I was just driving by. It was so beautiful. We stayed in Thermopolis, went to the hot springs. Then I drove back up. We drove back up the way we came the next day so that we could then turn around and come back through and look at Wind River Valley again. It was so gorgeous. And so by driving, we're able to see the things in between that are just absolutely so extraordinarily gorgeous. And we love that process. And so now we have a trailer. And so now, you know, some days we'll, some trips we'll go out there and just stay in hotels. Other trips we'll get a trailer and well, we'll bring the trailer and our front yard will be the Grand Tetons. And we'll stay there until we're done. And then we'll go off to the next spot. And so, you know, these are things that we absolutely love to do. And it's we've turned driving into one of the great experiences, not because of the ride, but because of what we see along the way. So did you just bypass Laramie and, uh, you know, skip over Josh Allen uh, when you're going through Wyoming there? Or what'd you do? Yeah, no. Well, listen, I know I've, I've been there. When, when he was there, I stopped by Laramie yeah. and talked to uh, the coaching staff uh, about him. Uh, Josh Allen and about what he was doing and, and why and et cetera while he was there. And so when he came into the NFL, I kind of knew what he was good at and what, what he was going to be working on uh, just because of that. But Laramie is on Interstate 80. So if you, <laughs> if you come into Wyoming uh, from Nebraska, there's Cheyenne, Wyoming there. And then you just head all the way across and then you end up with Evanston before you get to Utah. And Laramie's halfway or so, not quite halfway. And uh, and it's, it's, it's a nice drive. It's pretty. But if you go north of there and get on the state highways, like about the same latitude as, as, um, Yellowstone, you are now looking at stuff that I never knew existed. Not just the Wind River Valley, but other stuff like, you know, 300 million year old, you know, parts, rock formations, just, you know, we're, we're driving down the road and then it says, stop, 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 stop. And she wants to go look at something more closely. And, um, so yeah, so, we kind of bypass Interstate 80 now because we want to go up and see the things on the road less traveled up north a little ways. Trevor, where in the hell is this world's largest 
number two pencil. <laughs> yeah. I want to go see this. I don't this. know, but I got a picture. Oh, no, the word, it's, it's like Denver or something, I think, or near Denver. <laughs> why um, why would you want to see a number two pencil, Numchuck? You I failed. Don't, but no, no, I'm talking about Numchuck. I'm talking about dumb Numchuck. Numchuck said dumb, that. Dumb Numchuck. Dumb Numchuck. Hey, dumb Numchuck can mute you, so stop. <laughs> Numchuck, your number two pencil, you failed every one of those little bubble tests that you took in your life. I know you did. Why do you want the number two pencil? Because I always just went this way and this way. I just zigzagged the whole, I didn't care. Yeah, okay. No, no, it's great. Yeah, and then yeah, it, that's like in Denver. The world's largest ketchup bottle is somewhere I don't know, Kansas or something. And I thought it was uh, the world's largest field. milk oh. bottle was pretty cool. Okay, uh, I tell you what though, you you want to get down to uh, um, in Southern California, like way down by the Salton Sea. Uh, you want to get down to Salvation Mountain um, and Sea Slap City. Um, and I don't want to take too much time to tell you what that is right now. But uh, <laughs> if you're into art. You, you, and my, again, my dad is an artist. Um, you, you need to see, uh, Salvation Mountain and you need to go visit the people at Slab City. It is an amazing, extraordinary oasis. Uh, in this country that I never knew existed. This is Trevor Maddich, ladies and gentlemen. He is the modern day John Madden or Clark Griswold. Which, 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 which one are you? Uh, I'm more like Clark, uh, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm more of, hey, let, let's, let's get on the road and see what happens, you know? <laughs> Although we did take a Wally World picture, we drove by, uh, one year we drove by Magic Mountain in Southern California when it was closed for COVID, and so we took a picture like we were all sad. Because <laughs> it was closed when Clark Griswold got there with his family, too, and they broke in and went anyway. Yeah, we didn't do that because there's a lot of frowns on that in real yeah. life, not in the movies, though. Yeah, it'd be nice to see John Candy as a security guard again, though. That'd be good, too. Yeah, the problem is right now I look like I ate John yeah. Candy. So There it is. You know. Trevor Maddich, he's on the road. He's on the holiday road with the Griswolds. Hey, is that Grandma on top of that station wagon? There it is, Trev. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because I'm not allowed to go swimming in any motel swimming pools ever since Christy Brinkley, you know, got uh, Clark in trouble that day. So earlier today, Trevor goes, so what are we going to talk about today? I said, oh, well, well, we'll talk about the Las Vegas Bowl. We'll talk about some early bowl stuff. And I said, and you know, we'll probably talk maybe about some food and some music. There, I didn't know we were talking number two pencils, ketchup bottles, and uh, in canyons, and, and Clark Griswold. But I like it. I like it. This is what you get, Trev. No, listen, man. If you ever get a chance to get out west, especially, and just start driving around. I mean, Dana just has a map and says, hey, are we near such and such? I'm like, yeah, we kinda, it's on the way. Okay, we're going there to see this thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it just, it just, if you embrace the adventure, it becomes so much fun. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey. If you want to just pick at it and say how goofy it is, then then you're not you're not invited. There you go. Ask Dana if she's ever talked or if she's ever seen the Wheel of Misfortune, and it, 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 it's here in Vegas. Oh, there you go. Wheel of Misfortune. No, wheel. What, is it? what? What is it? It's a it, it's a wheel of fortune, but it's like a bunch of artists just go and paint like graffiti all over it. And no. It's, Yes, it's Uh-oh. no, 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 not a bad thing. No, he's saying no. Like I think no, he's no, excited. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great thing to go see. It changes all the time. Like it's changed every time. Okay, we are so going to. <laughs> she loves going to Cadillac Ranch and painting on the Cadillac, stuck in the ground. The Cadillac yeah, Ranch. You can go and just bring a bring a can and just spray whatever you want on any on anything. There it is. See, see, we we we're here to educate. We're here to help. There it is. Tour guide. I will tell you this: that that Dana is a big fan of the world's largest thermometer in Baker. Oh yes, um, yes, we know that. Right. One. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. She 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 just thought that was the greatest thing in the world, and she loves going to the big big new alien place. Um, you know, they're building an alien casino, I think, and stuff like that. And she loves visiting there too. She loves space aliens for some reason. All right, the wheel of misfortune. Yes, I'm looking at it now. Okay, Trev, there you go. Uh, pass cool. that on to her. There you go. See, you yeah. got we we've got you better plan on at least spending a week between all the food stops and everything we're, we're going to do in these in these other spots in Vegas. You got concerts. We got it all for you. I know. We'll, we'll listen. We'll we'll uh, uh, we'll park the trailer behind the casino over there. We'll spend some time. <laughs> there it is. All right. Hey, uh, as you know, we had Barry Odom on uh, earlier. Uh, seems like a, a great guy. You had talked about him before. Uh, quick thoughts on uh, can he be the guy that uh, gets this UNLV program going in the right direction? Yeah, I think he can. And, and you know, he talks about the facilities that are there and the the way the program is built up to this point. And really. You've got to you've got to go back to John Robinson really to start with that. When when he arrived there as a coach, there was really no football program that you could identify as a football program. He had to build up everything from scratch, all of the operations, the you know the equipment process, the training process for, as it related to football, all the rest of it. And little by little, things got built up, and then the facility, et cetera, and and uh, and now they are where they are. And so now you've got in in Coach Odom a guy with extensive head coaching experience in the SEC. But also who is, as a defensive-minded coach, loves offenses that give defensive coordinators grief. I mean, his first the offensive coordinator at Missouri was Josh Heupel, who is now the head coach at, at Tennessee. He was just named, I think, SEC Coach of the Year, Right, Josh Heupel, for his high-flying offenses. And, uh, the, and so I would expect, uh, I would expect him to have an, a brand of offense there. That'll be exciting for fans to watch. And part of that is because, you know, he wants fans to enjoy the process. But part of it, too, is as a defensive coach, he's like Nick Saban. He says, well, what gives me the most trouble? Well, let me hire a guy like that. That's how a guy like Lane Kiffin ends up running the offense at, at Alabama, right. right? And so now, of course, Kiffin's at, at Ole Miss. And so I, I think, yes, I think he is a, a rock-solid choice. And I think his choices to continue to build that program are going to model what's been successful at the highest levels in other places. And so, you know, it remains to be seen how successful he is there. But I like him, and I like what he has done in the past and what he brings to the table here. Mm-hmm. Trevor Maz joins us, ESPN College Football. All right, Trev, uh, speaking of ESPN, Saturday we got the Las Vegas Bowl. Couple quirks, uh, you know, with this, and we talked to John Sassendi, who's a great friend and does a fantastic job. Him and his staff is the executive director of the Las Vegas Bowl. You know, uh, two years ago, they went to this uh, triangle format with the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the SEC. And last year, we had a a Pac-10, or rather, Pac-12, uh, Big Ten matchup with Arizona State and Wisconsin. This year, we're getting Florida and Oregon State. However. Uh, the game got uh, moved around time-wise. This was supposed to be a nighttime game. They had to move it up to 1130. It goes from ABC to, to ESPN. But the reason this happened was because the Raiders and the Patriots were originally scheduled to be playing the Sunday night football game in prime time. But because the Raiders and the Patriots, especially the Raiders, have any down season, well, NBC and the NFL flex the game out. So they moved the game up to 105. And the Raiders said, well, hey, we need more time to, uh, you know, transform the field, get it all ready and that sort of thing. So now the Las Vegas Bowl has to move up to where the New Mexico Bowl was originally slated. Not really a great time slot, 1130 in the morning here. So 
Uh, not real happy about this, but as you know better than anybody, Trevor, uh, television kind of dictates everything, right? Well, then the NFL as well, too. Well, sure it does. And I mean, if uh, if the Las Vegas Bowl were played in Barstow, then you wouldn't really like the the early start because it doesn't give you the tailgating that you want. But if you lose tailgating at the beginning, well, all that means is that after the game, you just pour right back out downtown or into the strip or wherever you want to go, the north side, and, and enjoy everything Las Vegas has to offer and have more time to do that. So it's it's not the problem that it is in other places. I think it's a bit of an inconvenience. It's a weird start time, especially when you talk about for Florida now because they're they're on East Coast time and now they're going to kick off at at eleven o'clock Pacific. But uh, I think it is a uh, from a fan standpoint. All right. Well, hey, we're not going to tailgate as long as we were, but afterwards we got a lot more time to hit the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how many small town references do we get during this conversation? I mean, he just threw in Barstow just now, right? I mean, we got oh, Baker, we got all, whatever he said. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. T- Hinkley's on the way, but that'll be for another week. Hink- Hinkley, Minnesota? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Hinkley, California is right next to Barstow <laughs> off of 58 <laughs> on the way to Bakersfield. You know that. There it is. Okay. Next thing you know, you're going to give me a Colfax reference. How about that? Let's go. Oh, let's go back oh, to our hometown. Colfax. Oh man, yeah, you're you're getting in there now. Some foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, man. You got to enjoy you some Colfax. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be like Colfax. Are you talking? Hey, Colfax, great spot. I mean, you know, you you get to Auburn and Colfax. Some great Friday night lights. Some great high school football, right, Trev? We know all about that. Oh. Yeah, there you go. And the air. You're at the foothills of the Sierras, and so you start to get into the fall, and that air gets crisp, and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, and then again, when, when the game's over, you, you're excited to head up the next morning to go skiing all night. There it is. And you're only about an hour away. Can, can I get a, a Folsom shout out for me on my alma mater? Can you give me a Folsom shout out? Speaking of small Oh, time. Folsom. That's another place that my wife and I went because she's a big Johnny Cash fan. And <laughs> uh, of course, Johnny sang at Folsom Prison. So she. Uh, <laughs> She wanted to see it. So we went there and she got out and took a bunch of pictures. I don't even, she, she, she left, like she left the car wait, and wait, ran wait. around the corner. And I'm like, wait, where'd she go? And I was thinking she might've been kidnapped by a bunch of escaping prisoners at that very <laughs> moment. And, you know, I'd have to pay ransom to get her back. And finally she showed up. She had this big giant grin on her face because she got to take pictures where Johnny Cash said. Yeah. And let's be clear. Uh, Dana did not spend any time in Folsom prison. Okay. Uh, well, today young. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't know when. There it is. We play all the hits here. All I know is that if Johnny Cash is ever in Reno, I'm staying out. Of course, I know he's not alive anymore, but still. Trevor, you... And by the way, that's one thing Barry Odom's going to learn is is all the reasons why he needs to hate Nevada Reno with a passion. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, music, so we asked Barry... You know what? Uh, what his music choice was, and he said the Lumiere's. Are are, are you familiar with them? Are oh, they the on Lumineers? your? Are they? Yeah, the Lumiere. Yeah, are they on your playlist? I'm not. I'm not well steeped in the Lumiere's, but you know, I, I think that uh, uh, if you played something from them, I probably would know it. There it is. So, but Lumiere's, that's that's digging deep. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, we've yeah. had everything on the show today. I mean, there you you give us a couple, and and Barry came came with that. So there you go. All right, handicap yeah. the game for us here, Florida. Six and six, really a down year by Florida Gator standards. I'm not sure how well they're gonna gonna travel, Trevor. But Oregon State, you know, there's another team traditionally doesn't travel well, but they got themselves a good football team. Josh Smith just got himself an extension as head coach of of the Beavs. Uh, they're number 14 in the country. So, what do you think about the game? 
Uh, I think this will be an exciting game. I think it'll be more of an old school smash mouth game than, than people realize. First of all, Florida coming in, even though they didn't have the season they wanted, they're still Florida. They're still going to roll those helmets out on the field in Las Vegas, and it's a national brand. And I mean, that's exciting. I think it's really exciting to have them there. And then Oregon State at number 14 in the nation. Oregon State actually is one of the most physical teams in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 has a lot of physical teams. Uh, you look at Utah to start with, Oregon. You know, Oregon State's right up there with them. One of the best offensive lines in the league, one of the better offensive lines in the country. And I think that you're going to see from Florida, with Anthony Richardson, their quarterback, opting out uh, to head into the draft, which is kind of a weird <laughs> that decision is, in some ways. And we've ripped this guy all, all year long, or you know, question his, his talent. Who's this guy? What kind of adva- advice is he getting to forego this game and, and go to the NFL draft? Who, who wants this guy? Yeah, you know, I, the only thing I can think of is that uh, he uh, floated the idea and didn't get a huge NIL deal to stay. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I can say this, that as a practice squad player in the NFL, you'll make about 200000 a year. And that's pretty good money to sit around and develop while you're waiting for a roster spot to open and while you're getting yourself ready to actually compete for a roster spot. And so if, if all he does is, is get into um, a practice squad or just be a third-string guy somewhere as he develops, that's fine. But he, the thing about him is that he is intriguing physically. I mean, if you talk about Josh Allen – He's a faster, physically stronger Josh Allen with every bit as strong an arm. The difference is that you right now, on balance, Anthony Richardson would struggle to hit the side of a barn from the inside. <laughs> right? right? Consistently. Right. He could do it sometimes, but consistently. That's nothing against him. I'm not saying he's a bad player. What I'm saying is that, that he could definitely use another year playing quarterback. Seeing defenses, fitting balls into windows, being consistent, improving his craft. And he's decided to go ahead and, and do that in the NFL. Okay. So at least practice squad, most likely he'll be somewhere as a third string guy and they'll see him maybe as a, a developmental Josh Allen, maybe more like a potential Justin Fields quarterback for the Bears who right now they've just sort of thrown the passing game to the wind and said, okay, you're a runner. Let's run you. And then we'll throw it whenever we need to. And I think that's kind of where Anthony Richardson will be starting out in the NFL because I just don't see him being an accomplished passer in the league for a while. But could he become that? Yes, he could. It does leave Florida in kind of a lurch in this game. But Anthony Richardson in, at the next level will be a very polarizing guy. Some will love his potential and some will think you're nuts to take him. Trevor, I can't even find a backup quarterback that, that took any snaps aside from Anthony Richardson on this roster. What are the Gators going to do for a quarterback Saturday? Yeah, they'll probably go with Jim Miller. He's a Ohio State transfer. Um, he's more of a drop-back passer, and he's a talented guy. Uh, but you're right, he just doesn't have the, the um, uh, experience. But what you will see, though, is I think Florida getting an opportunity to get him a couple weeks of practice. Uh, bowl practice and then some game experience against a really stout defense for Oregon State and give him kind of a head start into spring ball to see then what they have going forward. So for Florida, actually, from a long-term perspective, it's a pretty good situation. You know, they've got an offensive guard, Florida does, who will be a first-round draft choice. He's opted out as well. Uh, but I think Florida is going to try to pound the ball. They've got a couple of good running backs. They're pretty physical up front. Uh, they'll pound the ball. 
Oregon State will pound the ball too. Oregon State will actually have the better passing offense, I believe, unless Miller just really lights it up because they're very balanced. But with that offensive line and their style, they'll be balanced, but they're going to want to take over physically. And so this will be an interesting thing that, you know, at the beginning of the season, a Pac-12 team, Utah, went out there and thought they could be more physical than Florida, and they weren't able to get it done. Now, at the end of the season in the bowl game, you got a Pac-12 team that thinks they're going to be more physical than Florida, and we'll see if they can get it done. So I think that's going to be the nature of this game. I think it's going to be two teams trying to assert physical dominance. And I'm actually excited to see it. And I'm excited for, for Oregon State. I mean, they never get any attention. They just never do because they, they play in the same state 45 minutes away from the Ducks. And so they just don't get attention. But they are one of the better teams in the country. And I'm excited for their trajectory. So we'll get to see, I think, on a national showcase who the Oregon State Beavers are now. Yeah, I like this Oregon State team. Uh, the victory against Oregon was big. They've had some big victories this year, 14th in the country. And like I said, uh, Jack Miller hasn't started a game. Uh, don't don't have any. Doesn't even have any stats this year. Like you said, transferred from Ohio State. So, and there's a reason why this line is just this climbed up to double digits now. Oregon State is a 10 point favorite, and uh, you got to. That's you a know, lot. It is. It is. But it's a lot of I, points. But one team is like you said. They're clicking. They're motivated. And how motivated is Florida going to be to get here? And again, first time in Las Vegas. Uh, maybe they're here more for a vacation, but I don't know about this Florida team, Trevor, especially with, with the opt outs that they have here. I don't, this, this could be an Oregon State blowout. Matter of fact, I'm going to call it. I'm calling Oregon State blowout. Okay. I think this is dangerous for Oregon State because it, it ought to be. I mean, certainly the, the number suggests it should be a blowout. But at the same time, Florida Florida is a is a team with a lot of big beefy SEC dudes, man. It's true. I mean, you look at these yeah. guys in their uniforms, and and you can tell that they don't eat like everybody else does. <laughs> I mean, in the SEC, the big guys on both lines of scrimmage they they don't they don't feed them strained peas out of a sippy cup, right? You know, first they'll take they'll take steak and they'll strain it and eat that out of a sippy cup for a while, and then then when the baby just starts to get tougher gums. They just hand him a T-bone with the bone in. They say, eat this, baby. And the baby just gums that thing into submission and then grows from there. I mean, it's just weird how many big guys that can run are playing football in the southeastern United States. And so, you know, it just seems to me like that's an awful lot of points. All right, so Saturday, bowl season starts. Going to start with the Las Vegas Bowl at 11.30, like we said, Florida and Oregon State. Trevor, what about some of the other games? that Because uh, we got some some pretty decent teams that are playing some of these early bowl games on Saturday. Is there, is there a game or two you got your eyes on? Yeah, yeah well, Fresno State-Washington State should be really interesting because Jake Hayner, it's his last game at quarterback for Fresno State, and he was hurt for part of the season, of course, and uh, – I think he wants to go out with a, with a bang. As far as I've heard, he has not, um, said that he is, uh, opting out of the game. So I'm not certain that he's playing, but I don't know that he's not. And it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But I think that, that could well be an, an offensive fireworks kind of a game. Fresno State, Washington State. That's in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I want to know when the TC Martin, you know, Barstow Bowl is going to be. You know, you got to get that squared away. That would be fun. That'd be the TC Martin um, Folsom Bowl. That's what, that's what that would be. It's in Casey, there Illinois, next to the world's largest pencil. Yeah. Okay. Stop. I like it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then you've got um, 
See, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl is interesting to me. To play at Fenway Park, that's fun. I mean, that's <laughs> the Wasabi Fenway Bowl is what he said. Wasabi I know. and Fenway. Wasabi. Unbelievable. Yeah, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. And, uh, you know, it's like the, the Pinstripe Bowl. I actually did a Pinstripe Bowl on radio. So much fun to be in the Bronx where the Yankees play and call a football game in that building. Was that the you snow know, game? Thing? Was that what I couldn't even feel, see the yeah. field? That was a snow game you did, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a snow game, and they had to they had to plow. And it's a weird field. There are corners of the field where there's not a lot of space, right? And they're right. they're trying to get the snow out of the way. There, it was just tremendous fun. I think both teams really enjoyed it. Um, and but this one is the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati, Louisville. The the head coach at Louisville left to go be the head coach at Cincinnati, so that's weird. Yeah, and so Southern Louisville. Field, yeah. Yep, and Louisville just signed Jeff Brom to be their head coach, right. the former head coach at. Uh, Purdue. And so there's all this transition and all this flux and they're coming into historic Fenway park. And I mean, who knows what these teams are going to be thinking? Um, you know, Malik Cunningham, the quarterback for Louisville opted out to go to the NFL, which once again, to me is a failure of NIL in Louisville than it is more of a, of a thing that he should be doing because of his career. But if, uh, but it's just, I just don't know who's going to show up and who's going to want it and who's going to not. And I just have no idea what to expect in that game. All right. What about your alma mater, BYU SMU? Oh, boy. Well, this one will come down to uh, if Jaron Hall, BYU's quarterback, is healthy. And if he plays, then you should have a, a ton of points in this game, just a ton. Because Tanner Mordecai and the SMU offense is one of the most explosive offenses in the group of five. They're not going to have their. Uh, top receiver, Rushy Rice. He's opted out for the NFL and their best offensive lineman opted out for the NFL. But without, without Jaron Hall, BYU will, will be playing a guy that has not thrown a pass for them probably ever. Certainly not this year, but not ever for BYU. So what BYU will probably do is lean on that big offensive line and just become an old school Big Ten team and just try to just grind it out on the ground and keep Mordecai and the SMU offense off the field. So that's what to watch for in this game. If Jared Hall is ready, and if he plays, then you're going to see a lot of points from both sides. If he doesn't play, you're going to see BYU party like it's 1979 and try to make this a low-scoring mud fight. It is amazing, isn't it, that uh, just all these bowl games, there are missing players that are opting out or even injuries. You really got to be careful, especially if you're handicapping, trying to bet on these games uh, to check these rosters. I mean, we're seeing it more and more every year, but especially this season. Right. And and, and the thing that is, you just don't know who's playing. You're talking about Jim Miller of Florida. It's not like he's had a lot of time to show people what he could do in a mop-up role. Right? He just Nobody knows what he can do. BYU, nobody knows what any of their backup quarterbacks can do because they have not played. As a matter of fact, their their main backup, Jacob Conover, just transferred to Arizona State. Uh, and he, up until I think the Stanford game, had not thrown a pass for, for BYU this year. And he's the backup quarterback. And I think he threw one that was incomplete against Stanford, and, and there was an incomplete screen pass, and, and that was it. So, so if he had to play, you wouldn't know what he could do either. So you might know that one quarterback isn't going to play, but who's the next guy? And it's just, it's, it's, it might not be a wild guess, but somebody that has inside information on the capabilities and how they'll be used, 
of those those guys stepping in, those people are the ones that have the edge. And I can't tell you that I have any edge at all. I just don't know. All right. All right. Trevor Manich, uh, what are your weekend plans? Where are you at? You in studio? What do you got going? You got your radio going? Is nothing nothing uh, changes? What's going on here? No, the game game day radio is now uh officially ended for okay. the season. And, but I'll do I have uh Half times and pre games and stuff like that. So the next one is Friday night. I've got halftime of the FC, of the bowl game. Who's playing? Uh, gosh, I don't even know. Oh, the, F- oh, the, oh, the FCS bowl game with North Dakota State. Uh, is it uh, Incarnate Word? How about with Incarnate Word and Sac State? How about that game last week, sixty six to sixty three? Are you kidding me? I was listening to that the fourth quarter. You know what? Yeah, that was. Uh, I was on set for uh, halftime of two other games that one was played on ESPN plus. And we were yeah. keeping an eye on that one. It was one of the late games and that was just incredible. Incarnate word can move the ball, <laughs> you know, and Sac state, I mean, what a season they had. Their head coach is now the head coach at Stanford. That's right. Troy Taylor, Troy Taylor. And so the, yeah, Troy Taylor. And, yeah. he, and he was he, coaching yeah. at my alma mater at, at Folsom high there before that. There you go, man. Um, yeah, so we've got, yeah, seven, seven, it's the Incarnate Word, North Dakota State. So you've got, listen, this is going to be a, a, a fight of styles. North Dakota State doesn't want to throw the ball at all. I mean, they'll throw the ball 10 times. I think they threw it 18 times last week and, and ran it 48, something like that. Incarnate Word is one of the most electrifying offenses you'll see in college football on any level. And they'll throw that ball all over the field. This is a battle of styles. It'll be played in the dome, so it'll be a fast track. This is going to be a fun one on Friday night, but that's where I'll be. I'll be doing halftime of that game. All right, man. All right, uh, give me a pick. Patriots, Raiders, Sunday. Who you got? This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the Raiders have more potential on offense. And I think ultimately the experience of quarterback is what's going to play out. I know that people don't like – they don't like what you got. And I know that even with the new contract, there's going to be a three-day period at the end of the season where I believe they can go ahead and move on from Carr uh, and take a relatively small cap hit. So right now I think people are debating whether or not they should do that. But at the same time, in this particular game, I just don't think Mac Jones is, is playing at a level, and more than that, I don't think he's preparing at a level that he needs to to be able to come on the road and play against a team that still has some pretty good players. Um, so I, I would say I would take the Raiders. He says that like so, just you know, gingerly yeah. there. You know, I know. Hey, uh, Mac Jones, the Patriots look pretty good against the Cardinals. They stayed out here on the West Coast. Well, they've been in Vegas uh, since Tuesday. So there you go. We'll we'll see. We're looking forward to being there on on Sunday. There you go. All right, are you playing Johnny Cash to take us out? There it is. All yeah. Right. All right, Trevor. You're getting Johnny Cash. I used my pencil and, wrote, and was taking notes. All right. We'll let Trevor get back to his uh, map planning uh, excursions. There it is. We appreciate it, brother. As always, outstanding. We'll look forward to talking with you on Friday with your best bets. And uh, I don't know if you want to give us an FCS game. I think we, we will take an FCS game. It's on the board. Oh. We'll throw that out there. Oh. There you go. See? Yeah. Right. do that. All right, brother. In the meantime, go Rebs. All right. Go Rebs. Take Take care, brother. Appreciate you. There is Trevor Maddich, ESPN. Little John Cash. Little Folsom Prison. Yeah. Look at we've got every small town in, in America covered, I think, in exactly. that conversation. Outstanding. And you're stuck on this number two pencil. I love it. Where can I find the world's largest milkshake? I'm fair, but I'm firm. This is boxing referee Joe Cortez. I always listen to the TC Martin Show. Was the night before Christmas. And all through the Hold it, now wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it!
Here you go, B Sound. The best Christmas song of all time. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. Come on, Brian oh, Salmon. Wow. This is what I'm talking oh, wow. about. It's Christmas time. It's time to shake it and break it and make it good. Gonna read, gonna sing it till it's What do you know about this? I mean, this is some legit old school, baby. No, it, it is, but it's, it's definitely not the best Christmas song. It's not? Oh, uh, for me. Oh, no, Hollis. Christmas and Hollis, baby. Okay, that was later. Oh. That was later. But why do you think they did that? Run DMC did it because they idolized Curtis Blow growing up, baby. This is it. No, Curtis Blow was the man. Curtis Blow is definitely a man, but I love Hollis and Christmas. I play that every year. Every year for the girl. I, I keep it alive. I keep it alive. There you go. All right. There it is, Brian Salmon, News 3. He's taking a little break so he can just uh, bump a little bit. Here we go. That's what we do, man. Uh, here, here comes the piano. Peace out. Hit it. Here we go. The piano man. That's right, man. That's how we do it. Get ready for Christmas. That's how I get ready for Christmas. That's how I roll, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I have two staples in the house, man. It's yeah? got to be Christmas and Hollis and Donnie Hathaway, This is Christmas. Those oh, man. Over and over. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's strong, man. That's strong. Christmas and Hollis, we'll, 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 we'll get that going for you. No doubt. <laughs> So how, how's it you going, man? Can't go man? wrong with Curtis Blow. No, can't go wrong with Curtis Blow. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you for that endorsement, my friend. Very nice. <laughs> All right, we got a busy week Woo! here in Vegas, don't we? Busy week, and uh, you know, today we talked to Kevin Kruger like we normally do. We talked to Barry okay. Odom today. It was great talking to to, to the coach. Uh, give me your thoughts about the the new UNLV head football coach. Man, that's pretty cool that Odom is doing the rounds because I'm sure you had a royal one all the time, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. It's funny you bring that up because I, uh, Numchuck and I were talking about this. You know, he go, "Oh man, Barry Odom sounds really cool." I go, "Well, you know, the first time I had uh, Marcus Royal on right after he was hired, he seemed pretty cool." I said, "Then we never heard from him again." <laughs> <laughs> man, so no, I, I think that um, a few things. I was at the uh, introductory press conference for Barry Odom yep. and the story that he told about before he, he left uh, he, to fly out of Las Vegas, he drove over to the UNLV campus to see the facilities just to see it. And he said that he walked inside the building in a door that was, was cracked open or a door that was supposed to be locked that wasn't locked. He got all the way upstairs before someone said, uh, who are you and why are you here? <laughs> he just wanted to walk around the building. And he told that story to everyone at the uh, press conference. Yeah, obviously he told you know Eric Harper and whatnot. But I thought that was a hilarious story. So uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's a decent hire. I mean, his credentials are good. Um, he's not the name that you would have loved, but I think he has coaching experience. He coached in the SEC. He uh, made some bowl games. So and, and he's calling to uh, calling the high school coaches as you played earlier. Right. Right. And yeah. here's the here's what I, I, I like about the hire. Again, you're not gonna get the big name at UNLV. You're not you're not going to get that. You but 
you, and I applaud Eric Harper for this because, you know, we have talked about this. You got to get someone who has head coaching experience. And if you get someone who's yeah. head coaching experience out of the power five and not just a cup of coffee, head coach for four years at Mizzou, where if you go back and look at those teams that he had for those four years, sure, his record is 25 and 25, but he had a top 10 offense. And even though he's a defensive guy, defensive quarter, his defenses were pretty good, but his offenses, they were pretty electric, man. And then he goes and he's still been active in the SEC as a defensive coordinator for Arkansas, another very good program. So Honestly, B-Sal, I think it's the best that you could probably do for UNLV because the guy wants to be here as well, too. And he's going to get assistant coaches that want to be here as well because he's made a lot of good, solid connections, especially in the SEC. So if you're going to get anybody with head coaching experience from, and again, this isn't a Vanderbilt we're talking about. Mizzou is, is, has been a decent team and they've gone to some decent bowl games over the last decade. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think that um, it's a positive up, a positive look for Rebel football fans, the, the team. The one thing that made me a bit sad was the fact that their running back decided to enter the transfer portal, the kid that they got from Louisville that had a very good season, Robin. Mm-hmm. Is it Robin? Yeah, I, I, I liked his game. I was sad to see him leave. So other than that, and one thing that he came in saying that I really appreciated as well is that he's like, hey, I'm trying to build this team around the guys that are already here. So, like, I want the guys that are here to stay. I'm not coming in here saying that, you know, I need to bring in all my kind of players, everything else. I'm going to coach up the guys that are here. I want them to stay. They're going to be our foundation. And maybe we get some people to, to kind of uh, help with that. But I'm going to kind of use what we have because they have some talent on the team for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to see uh, what he does here. And uh, Rebel fans, uh, y- you know, of course, you're going to have to be a little bit patient. But sounds like you know, with the transfer portal, and with everything, you know, it doesn't take as long to turn things around. Uh, and look what UNLV and Kevin Kruger are doing on the basketball court, you know, right now as well too. And we've seen teams. Speaking of of t- uh, turning around, we got the Las Vegas Bowl coming up on Saturday. Uh, Oregon State is another team, as you well know, that was a, a doormat, yeah. but they're the number fourteen team in the country, and they're playing. Florida Florida on Saturday, even though some fans may not think, well, okay, that's really a, a marquee game, but this Oregon State team, man, they can play. I mean, they took care of Oregon. They've uh, beaten other uh, Pac-12 teams uh, during the course of this year. They're a legit squad. I I love that matchup. I love listening to you and your guy, old Trevor Maddich, uh, a little bit ago, talking about I don't know about the, the pinstripe bowl and everything else, but whatever. Right, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree with Dan. I don't you if you even remember, but I, I also I worked in Eugene, so I covered Oregon and Oregon State. I was up there when Mike Riley was up there. That's why so, I said, as you know, because you know you know yeah, what that's all about. Yeah, I do, man. Research Stadium. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a good. Pro- they, it was a once good program. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the time they played in that bowl game. I want to say it was against Notre Dame, and they had like a top five team, and they their defense was insane. Right, they smashed them. They right. So yeah, that was like I don't know, maybe ten years ago, something like that. About that five yeah. to ten years ago. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is a big this is a big game for Oregon State, and who cares if Florida doesn't have their quarterback who's leaving to go be a a uh, practice player to make 200 grand a year. <laughs> um, I, I, Oregon State cares about this game. They care about it for the Pac-12. 
they're going to try to beat the snot out of Florida and the SEC and all that old talk. So I, I'm very interested to see how this game goes because Florida's coming here. I talked to the head coach yesterday of Florida. Mm-hmm. And he said he had never even been to Las Vegas before, ever. Right. <laughs> I know. The, the, the coach. Right. The coach, not the players. The coach had never been here. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, He's going to have his calendar full here in the next few days, man. I mean, they're going to a show here a couple nights. They're they're whining and dining. Yeah, um, you know, more of the Florida kids have been here, you know, probably for, you know, uh, camps and tournaments and, you know, some of the guys play basketball as well, too. They've been here, but yeah, the head coach hasn't. That is kind of strange. That, I thought that was wild. I've only talked to one of the Florida players and both of the uh, players from Oregon State, but the one receiver that I talked to from Florida, uh, he went to Gainesville from Arizona State. So he said he played in the Las Vegas Bowl last year, which was interesting. Um, but the one thing that I, I wanted to ask all the players and coaches, everyone about is getting a chance to play inside of Allegiant Stadium. You know, just the fact that the Las Vegas Bowl kicks off the bowl season. To me, it's a big bowl. It's, everyone's eyes are going to be on this game nationally. I, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for the Pac-12 Oregon State, a great opportunity for Las Vegas to kind of show out. And I, I'm, I'm happy with this matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Me too. Okay, BSAS. So let me, you know, every year we, you know, you get more and more bowl games. You get some crazy bowl games. Uh, I'm going to read off some of these bowl games and tell me which one that uh, just uh, resonates with you the most. Okay. So we've got the oh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. We have the Cricket <laughs> Celebration Bowl, the Jimmel, Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. All right, we've got wow. the, let's see, what else we got? The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Let's see. Um, that's a long name. Oh, yeah, we got some other ones here. We, we got the, hold on, let's say Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. We've got the Ticketmaster Bowl. Uh, let's see, what else we've got? Uh, uh, Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. There you go. And, of course, your personal favorite, uh, B-Sal, the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh-oh. And the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> and here he is, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Come on, man. Ooh, wow. Tony the Tiger, huh? Tony the Tiger. I, man, you started with the one that I just love how it's wasabi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that commercial? Wasabi. I do. I do remember that. Wasabi. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it, but wasabi. It's in your neck of the woods. It's in your neck of the woods there, old Boston, man, the old Fenway Park. Yeah, I, I heard you guys talking oh, about that geez. earlier, and it made me think of this. They play um, high school championship games inside of Fenway Park. Wow, that's amazing. How crazy is that? That was one of the coolest times for me was actually getting a chance to walk around Fenway Park on the field during a high school football game. So that's – I. And wasabi. That, no, that's funny sound to me. That and cheese it. I love cheese. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> no, you know, I was uh I was at Fenway Park in September of this past year and I I oh, got wow. a chance to walk around like you said to that area. I had some pretty good barbecue right around there and then after the game, uh I went over to Wahlburgers. First time I've been to Wahlburgers. Yeah, yeah. The one that's right there on the corner. There you oh, know yeah. you know what I'm talking about, of course. <laughs> Be Sal. I've like, eaten there before, yeah. There it is. <laughs> so we we got that in common. But yeah, and I, and I went to the House of Blues. So you know how uh Barry Odom talked about, you know, sneaking in the Fertitta Center and I, and I told him I said, "Hey, you know, you and I got uh, some things 
things in common. We both like to go places we're not supposed to. Well, that's what I did. I snuck into the House of Blues in uh, before the the game at uh, before going to Fenway Park. Man, I mean, I was up in the dressing rooms. I was everywhere there, up up there at uh, oh, the wow. House of Blues, right across from Fenway. You know wow. what I'm talking about, right? Oh wow! Yeah, that's wow. That's funny. Yeah, because the parking is terrible yeah. by Fenway Park. Well, I I I, <laughs> I, I took an Uber from uh, from Connecticut. There you go. There oh, you go. okay, there, okay. There it is. <laughs> Made sure I got dropped wow. off. Wow, there it is. There, there's memories. That. Good, good stuff. Memories. Man. All right, he is Brian <laughs> Salmon. We got that going. Uh, Saturday, we're going Las Vegas Bowl. Are you going to try to do the double dip like me and then uh, go check out uh, the big seven footers team? And uh, we got USF and UNLV, man. Man, I want to really, really badly, really, really badly, but I can't go. I have to go to the Henderson Silver Knights are playing as well at the Dollar Loan Center, and the game is on our station, so I'm hosting it. Yeah, uh, working. That, I have to go to that's that. a night though. That's a night game though, right? The game's at seven. See, yeah, yeah. see, you got the time. You got the triple header, B Sal. You can do the triple header. You can do it, man. <laughs> Stay hydrated. What time does UNLV start? Two o'clock. I can definitely get over there for that thing because. Yeah. I'm not planning on staying at the Las Vegas Bowl for the entire game. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be know, leaving so. after it's twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> when, when the when the beeves are sticking it to them. Oh man, and yeah, your big seven footers team—they just uh, who they just beat? They just beat someone pretty good. Uh, they lost um, to New Mexico on Monday night, though. But they, they, they oh no, it was New Mexico. They're they're up at the half at New, with New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, Mexico, New Mexico beat them, but okay. they they got some good wins. There you go. I got to be careful if yeah. I say sticking it and beavers in the same sentence, right? I got to be careful. Okay, there you, go. <laughs> uh, you can stuff the beaver. How about that? Yeah, stuff the beaver. There you go, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you hear what Michael Parsons had to say today? Oh, uh, no, but I, I think I, I heard it on some radio. He was, he was, he's not impressed with, uh, with uh, Jalen Hurts, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, he's not impressed with Jalen Hurts. He was, he's just bagging on saying, "Well, I mean, come on, it's really not about Jalen Hurts. It's this is a system thing, man. It is this Eagles? Yeah. He's really not that good. I mean, talk about he's only the MVP of the league right now. Exactly. <laughs> so a little bit bulletin board material for that, you know, NFC East rival. And plus, he's out of his That's mind. Great. He's out of his mind. And then he tried to. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't even try to backtrack with that thing. He was like, "Oh, you know me, man. I got. I just. I, I gotta say it how it is." Isn't this and that? What a bunch of nonsense. This guy was a clown at Penn State. I mean, he's a clown now. I mean, just uh, shut up and play, I, right? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you, you love the trash talk, man. You're a trash talker. It, it, it adds a little spice to the rivalry. The I, teams don't like each other. No, I I'd like, rather him do that than give me coach speed. No, no, here's he the deal. Wrong. I like, I like <laughs> trash talk. But see, here's the difference. I like intelligent trash talk or logical mindset trash talk. I don't, I don't like this, this goofball trash talk like he's talking about. You know, that, that's it. Now, like some old Shaq trash talk. That's pretty cool. Hey, by the way, have you seen any of the Shaq episodes? Uh, of, of his documentary, the four parter. I've been, I, I, I caught up with all, all no. the first three. I think you'd like that. Yeah. Check it out. I'd like to check it out, man. You know, me and Shaq are basically best friends. You know, when he comes to Las Vegas, I do interviews with him and stuff. So yeah, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big Shaq Diesel fan. Are you a big chicken guy yeah. though? Have you had the big chicken yet? You know what's wild about that? I actually have not. Neither I, have I. I, mean, I that's why I was there. asking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I went there actually uh, after one of, I can't remember what game, it was something I was doing over at UNLV, and I went there to try to go, but they were closed. Oh, man. I was like, oh, man. I want to check yeah. that out. Yeah, we got to go. That's where we should meet. You know, I like to eat. We should, we should meet up there and give it a shot. 
And then I mean, uh, I'm down. And then I'll go with you, Definitely and then down. you're going to drop Shaq's name, and I'm sure they'll take care of our meal because you know you're best friends with Shaq when he comes to Vegas. Yeah, man. <laughs> me and Shaq go way back. We have we have mutual friends and all that kind of stuff, like people that he actually knows. Oh, that's awesome. That's good, man. Because yeah, one of my really good friends is a cameraman for Turner Sports and has worked with him forever. And he's all Shaq is always talking about him. His name's Anthony. He calls him Ant. He's always talking about Ant in studio. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ant, blah, 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 blah. They always they make fun of him. He's one of those guys like the underdog that they make fun of all the time. All right, peace out. Well, we'll let you get back to uh, prepping for your show, uh, to, or you know, tonight, or we'll let you get back to the gym and your training regiment there. Because Beast Out is getting <laughs> in the boxing ring again. He's looking slim. He's looking trim. I think he's he's picked up a little bit of speed though too. So watch out for Beast Out. That's right, baby. That's right. I love it. That's yesterday. I have to let the old body recover on on Wednesdays, but I'll be back tomorrow. All right, be careful, man. If you need, uh, if you need some sparring partners, let me know. Not me. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll find you some. Yeah. You'll find me some. Yeah. I can, you know what? How about this? Really quick, I sparred with one of the guys from the Desert Dogs. The guy is six five, like two twenty. Oh, that's a little bit much. I was gonna say I get my boy Tim Bradley to come down and uh, and spar with you. How's that? That that'd be good. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome that's good so next time we have tim on i think we're gonna get b sal on at the the same time that would that'd be some good conversation right there i I could stir it up with them too there it is i'd I'd love to talk with tim bradley i'm a fan of tim bradley oh he's good on and in and out of the ring man i love listening to him you you got the reach advantage and the size advantage you're taller than him so i do keep that in mind all right brother all right, man. All right, yeah. pl- plug away, man. Plug away. What do you got coming? Go. Hey, we got the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. Their very first game Friday. It'll be on. Uh, I think ESPN and MyLB TV. Wayne Gretzky's gonna be in town. I'm gonna get a chance to talk to him tomorrow night. How about that? Oh. How about that? Steve Nash and everything. We'll have them. Uh, should be live. Good. It's hard for me to even think about that when I'm listening to Rep Run, baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas and baby. I still got I still got the the image of B Sal with his phone videoing when uh, when the D, uh, uh, DJ run was was at uh, Allegiant Stadium. I still remember that, man. You remember seeing that video? Of course I did. Man, I was the only person there, man. That was that was one of the highlights of my life. I'm not gonna lie. All right, he I is. Yeah. All right, Brian uh, Salmon. Uh-uh. He's oh. B Sal. Go check him out. <laughs> News three. On the C-Dub, it's all there. All right, brother. Talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Well done, Nunchuck. Well done. Of course. Of course. And Collie Green. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you this weekend, brother. <laughs> all right. All right, bud. You good. Yeah. Brian Selman News 3. I want to thank him. Trevor Maddich. Kevin Kruger. Barry Odom. Lock, stock, loaded show again. Go to the website. Check it all out. If you miss any part of it, tcmartinshow.com. Tell a friend. Tell two if you got them. We're back out busting out more tomorrow, Thursday. Thunder's Thursday edition. Friday at the Westgate. Two to four. Come on by. See the show live. TC and the Soul Patrol's fabulous funk show. More Christmas rapping. You never know what you're going to get. Have a good one.